Hey buddies, welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a special mentor of mine, someone who helped me all throughout high school, was just a great personality and someone I still look up to today, my old coach, Mark Majeski. How you doing today, coach? I am excellent, Nick. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to have you on the show. Well, it's really an honor and a pleasure to be part of it. Hey, the pleasure and honor is all ours, sir. So let's start from the beginning. What inspired you to go into the sport of basketball? Well, you know, that's a great question. You know, when I was growing up, um, St. Stan's, and this goes way back to, you know, in the, uh, I'm 56 now, so this goes back about probably 45 years. I was in grade school. Um, St. Stan's did not have a basketball team, but they started one when I was in uh, seventh grade. And I just fell in love with the game back then. And, you know, ever since then, I've just been in love with, um, you know, how the game's played and and the strategy of it. And, you know, the, the just, it, to me, it's one of those sports that it requires a lot of um, skill and ability, but it's a game that if you play hard, if you do the fundamentals well, you can compete with better, more athletic people. So, you know, really over the years, you know, I, I played, uh, didn't play in high school. I got, you know, cut when I was at prep, but I went to college and I played uh, two years in college and just fell in love with the game over my lifespan and, you know, kind of, Fell in the coaching uh, when I was 19 and have been doing it ever since. Love it. Absolutely love it. And what inspired you to become a coach? You know, I, I think, number one, just still being a part of the game. You, you know, I knew there would come a time I couldn't play anymore. Um, and, and I played a lot of pickup games and I played in a lot of adult leagues and things like that. But, you know, as I got a little bit older, the mind knew what to do, but the body can't quite do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so, so it was a great way to stay with the game. And I think, you know, what happened is I, I just got hooked. You know, it's one of those things that when I started coaching in 19, I, I just love the strategy of the game. I love working with, you know, young people to try to teach them skills and, and not just basketball skills, but, you know, life skills. Uh-huh. You know, things about hard work and discipline and time management and, you know, working with, you know, others, you know, in a team format and, you know, how to handle success, how to handle, you know, failure. And I just fell in love with that aspect of all the of the game itself. So uh-huh. you leaped into my next question there. What are some lessons that you hope your players take away from you as a coach? Well, you know, uh, the game, you know, it, to me, it's. It, it's still a game, you know, it's something uh-huh. that you want to win, you want to be successful, but you know, they're probably for most um, young athletes, there comes a time in your life that you, you just can't play the game anymore. You know, 
Um, the chances of being a professional player are, are, are very challenging. You know, in my 35 years of coaching, I've had, you know, one player play professionally and, you know, he played in Canada and he played overseas. So, you know, the, the, the chances of getting there are, are tough and, you know, it's a great dream to have and you never know when that opportunity might come, but th there's going to come a time that, you know, you're not going to be part of it. So, you know, I, I always try to teach, you know, the value of hard work. Uh, the value of commitment. Um, you know, if you want to be successful at something, you have to put the time and the energy into it to, to really, you know, be good at it. Um, you know, time management, you know, being a coach and, and working a day job and having a family, you know, you have to be able to balance those things and give everybody its fair share um, while still, you know, being successful at all those things. Um, you, you know, communication skills, I, I think, you know, one thing that, you know, I probably, you know, worked at the hardest was trying to communicate better with my players. And, you know, I was far from perfect, but, um, you know, I, I think that's an aspect you try to teach your players about how to speak to people and talk to people and communicate to people. So, you know, th those are a few things that I, I hope that, you know, I instilled in players and, you know, managers and anybody that was part of the program. Absolutely. You installed it in me, just the values of, Hey, not only just be at, you know, be at this game at this time, but hey, be at mass in the morning, you know, we're having a team mass in the morning, something like that, or be here, join us at this time for just a fun, you know, just a fun dinner or something mm -hmm. like that. But always at the same mind, you know, time, mind your P's and Q's at dinner, always, you know, you're always like, you taught me a lesson, like you always have a target on your back, no matter where you go, no matter because you're representing someone. So there's mm -hmm. always people watching no matter what. Very true. Very true. Mm -hmm. So what about the values of practice? How much did practice, how much did you value practice as a coach? Well, I think that's really one of the most important parts. I mean, you know, the players love to play the games and, you know, I, I enjoy coaching the games, but, you know, if you look at a season, you know, you, you probably spend, you know, you know, you have 22 regular season games and hopefully, you know, maybe six or eight playoff games. So maybe you get 30 games a year so you're in the gym 30 times, you know, during a season, you're probably in the gym practicing about 180 times. So, you know, the, the, the value of practice is so important. You know, the goal is to prepare for the games and practices should be, you know, more challenging than the game you're going to play in. And, and if you try to set up that, um, you know, format of your practices, it's going to help you in the games. And, you know, the, the value of practice is so important because, you know, I, I, I just think there were so many things that were accomplished in a practice, you know, besides the X's and O's and the skill work, you know, it was, it was the value of teamwork and it was the value of playing together and, you know, the camaraderie that was developed every day because, you know, you, you're with a group of guys, you know, you know, really probably, you know, four or five months out of the year and you're together every day and, you know, being together every day with somebody can be, you know, a good thing, but it could be challenging because, you know, not everybody's the same. So I think, you know, to me, the value of practice was so important, not just with, you know, skill development and, and game preparation, but also the value of teamwork. Mm -hmm. And what about, what would you say was the most memorable season you had from just say your time at Cathedral Prep? Well, you know, that, that's a real tough one. You know, I, n number one, I think my first season at prep um, was very memorable because, you know, we had started 10 and nine and, you know, we ended up winning the district championship. That was my first district championship ever. And we made it to the elite eight. 
Um, you know, I've had some special teams and special players through the years. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, looking back, you know, a, a couple that stand out to me was the run we had, you know, with, with the team that you were you know, a part of with, um, you know, Connor Colpoise and Sheldon and Matty Harris and Chris Francis and Jeremy Lynch and Danny Blazik and Matt Hassan. I'm sure I'm missing guys, but mm-hmm. you know, that was a real special group. Uh, you know, we made it to the final four in the Elite Eight. Um two years and then uh you know probably one other one that really jumps out at me is uh when uh, we won the district championship it would have been in 2014 and charlie fessler hit a shot on the baseline um to win the game at the buzzer uh, we won by one point but you know probably the most special time for me was having the chance to coach my son mark you know mark played for me um you know he he, he wasn't necessarily the most talented player on the team but he worked hard every day you know it was tough being you know the 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 son of the coach and you know he know he had a little extra pressure on him but he handled it well and you know I was blessed you know to to have him as a player and you know um so those are some of the kind of the 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 ones that jump out at me I'm probably missing many but you know those are the ones that came to mind exactly and that was a memorable season like I remember the simple things like the Disney trips the you know, like those trips to getting to the playoffs or like there was a, there was a season where we hosted a team from China yeah, and just sitting in that room, which just, you know, I remember sitting in the room with the players. I'm like, okay, for filming reasons, can you give me some translations here <laughs> just so I can, you know, make sure I have everything or maybe yeah. say some things where the coach will have to look up that word, you know? Uh, right. Right. Yeah. I remember, so, you know, meeting with the Chinese delegation when we played them and, you know, there was actually an interpreter who, you know, we, I had a real good discussion with the coach, but it was through a third party. So, yeah, that was a little challenging. So we worked it out, though. Mm-hmm. And what would you say from all those seasons was maybe like some of the funny stories you have, like maybe just some stories well, you look back on and laugh all the time? Well, you know, Nick, I'll give you one of yours. And I'm not sure if you knew about this story, but I'll share it with you today. Okay. So I remember we were, you know, and, and, and you filmed, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much all of our games. And I remember sitting in a uh, classroom watching one of our games. And I remember, um, you know, sometimes, you know, we could hear you in the background. And I remember you saying, Sheldon, Sheldon, pass the ball. Come on, Sheldon, pass the ball. And Sheldon was in the room looking around and he said, where's Nick? I'm going to find him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> that, that was a classic. So I, I remember know. that. And I remember, um, I remember one of the assistants going, and you know the funny part, Nick? You were right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were. You were. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. a, a, another funny one is uh, um, Anthony Mesler, who was also a manager. Um, he, uh, We had a playoff game down to Jeremy McLean, and um, Anthony, you know, um, was taping our games kind of like you did. And I believe Anthony was after you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah so – um, I ended up, um, Coach Maxson comes over to me and he says, uh, hey, Coach, we got a problem. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, this is before the game. And and he said, well, you know, you know, Mesler forgot the, uh, the, the, the HD card for the camera so he can't film the game. And I said, what? I, 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 brought, I brought Anthony over and I said, you know, you have one job, tape the games. How did you forget the HD card? Coach, I'm sorry, I forgot it. So fortunately, we had somebody do it. But you know that that was one of those like you know funny moments you look back on. Like at the time, I wasn't really it wasn't too funny to me. But you yeah. know what, we got through it. So you know exactly. You know, I, I think some of the funny ones were you know just 
One more I'll share with you is um, Coach Flanagan uh, mm-hmm. was one of my assistant coaches, and uh, we were practicing, and we were having a discussion um, on the sideline, and, and the guys were doing a drill, and, and I can kind of see they were going to change ends. So I started to back up, and, and Coach Flanagan was still talking to me, and I said, Coach, Coach, and Joe Nachinsky ran right over Coach Flanagan as he was running down the floor. They didn't see each other, and mm-hmm. Coach Flanagan just went almost – flying he didn't fall over but he was like oh my gosh so you know it's just little things like that that you remember from different practices and different trips so a lot more stories that you know we we could talk all day nick oh you and me you and me could sit over a drink and just it would be they would be like closing time and we'd still be we're not done yet yeah you're probably right you're probably right i will say i've got a funny story that came to my mind this happened with an old jv coach when i was the freshman filmer so it was about 2009 2010 season i can't remember who the uh jv coach was but if freshman and jv traveled together and i said been coaches bicky maybe yeah i told the coach hey if you need someone to film the game today i've got some space on the memory card nah, i think we're good you sure yeah yeah we're good don't worry about it thanks for the offer though they won by a buzzer beater oh <laughs> and i just looked i just walked past him patted him on the shoulder and went could have had it on film that's right. He could have. He could have. He should have listened to you. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of coaches, assistant coaches, you know, you had an elite group when you when I was there. You had Repco, you had Maxon, you had Harris, you had a bunch of them. Do you still keep in touch with those people today? I, I do for the most part. You know, Coach Chef uh, Maxon and I are really good friends. You know, unfortunately, he had to move to uh, Tennessee. Um, mm. I actually, I was down there, my daughter, she, uh, Rachel plays for Penn State Baron, and they played in uh, Nashville. And I got to have dinner with Coach Max and his wife, Colleen, and his daughter and her uh, boyfriend. Um, and uh, it was just nice to catch up. But we actually still stay in touch. You know, we, you know, we'll talk by phone every now and then. See Coach Harris uh, every now and then. Uh, Coach Repco, I haven't seen too much lately. Um, you know, but I try to stay in touch. You know, I see Coach Copoise, who was one of our JV coaches. So, you know, I try to stay in touch with the coaches as much as possible. Um, so I, I developed some great friendships over the years. Beautiful. That's what I like to hear. If you see those guys, tell them Nick said hi. You know, I will do that. I will do that. Yes. So not only are you a coach, you work in the insurance industry. Could you tell our buddies who are watching a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, I've been in insurance uh, since uh, 1991. And I had worked for Erie Insurance directly, and I was a uh, an underwriter, which you know I, I basically helped with uh, you know risk selection with agents, and then I was a trainer. I taught commercial insurance to a variety of people, and then I was a field manager, and then I left Erie Insurance um, in 2008 and joined Great Lakes Insurance. And at Great Lakes, I'm actually the agency sales manager, and you know, I manage uh, the the sales staff and uh, some of the uh, offices, and you know, we're we're uh, you know an agency that's really um, you know focused on you know our customers, and you know we're we're actually starting a new office downtown in the old Citizens Bank building, but you know we we're in uh, primarily in Pennsylvania, New York, with 15 locations, and you know it's been a, a wonderful career, and you know for those out there that are you know, looking for a career opportunity. Insurance is a great career to get into. Mm-hmm. And for those who are maybe looking for some insurance help, where can they go to find more information? Well, they can come uh, talk to us at Great Lakes. We have a website. It's www.greatlakesins.com. 
or they, you know, they can call the office and, uh, they, you know, in Erie, it's four, five, six, zero, four, nine, eight. And you can ask for me or ask for any of our folks that, uh, you know, work in the office. They can definitely help you with some insurance needs. Beautiful. Now, coach, we have to make this an official buddy cast. Okay. My buddy, uh, uh, my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity wants to know in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? You know, I think being someone's buddy is just being there for them. You know, uh, you know, like Nick, I think you and I have become buddies over the years. You know, I don't see you every day. I don't talk to you every day. But you know what? You know, we, we text every now and then and kind of just mm-hmm. chit chat about what's going on in each other's lives. And, um, you, you know, I think it's just being there for someone to talk to when they need you. You know, and it's not always going out or hanging out together, but it's just somebody that you know and you trust that you can talk to that'll help you anytime you need. So I know you're there for me in that way, but you know, Nick, and you know, I hope I'm there for you in that way as well. Exactly. And you have been coach. You absolutely have been, whether it's just a simple thing, like, we, you know, just like, Hey coach, how's your day going or something like that to just what we were talking before with wedding advice, you know, like yep. coach, you've been married for a long time. What is to someone who's about to get hitched, what's your advice, you know? <laughs> right. Just, All right, exactly. Something as simple as that. So you hit the nail on the head right there. That's great. And now, Coach, we have what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which I'm going to split in two parts for you. Okay. First off, what's your advice to anyone who wants to get into the sport of basketball? So, you know, my advice would be, you know, be a student of the game. Um, you know, even though I've been coaching for 35 years, you know, I still do a lot of reading, you know, I watch games and I, and I look at what teams do, what players do, you know, you know, what play they're running or how they defend something, you know, I, I try to do reading, you know, there, there's a lot of information out there on Twitter, you know, and I talk to fellow coaches and, and talk to players, you know, what works for them. I'm, I'm coaching again, I'm coaching some seventh and eighth grade, uh, group at Our Lady of Peace. And, you know, it's a different level for me. I've coached, you know, at the high school level for a lot of years. So I'm coaching some younger players. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, what works for them. But I think, again, being a student of the game, never thinking you know too much um, and always trying to learn something. Absolutely. And what about your advice for coaching? You know, for coaching, you know, it's probably similar. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I was, you know, very fortunate, you know, I've actually been a head coach most of my career. Um, but, but I think the way to get involved and get into it is, you know, th- there's a lack of coaches out there today. There, there's a lack of people who want to be involved because of the time commitment, you know, the, the challenges sometimes of just, you know, being and, and communicating with, you know, families because, you know, the, the expectations are different. So, you know, I, I think, you know, getting into coaching, being an assistant someplace, you know, being a part of a program where maybe there's a great coach. Like I've, you know, referred a, a lot of uh, young coaches to uh, Pat Flaherty out in Fairview. And I, you know, have coached against Pat Flaherty for many years and I respect him immensely. And even though, you know, we're in a competitive situation and we, we played against each other, you know, I, I, he's, you know, his team's in the elite eight. I'm rooting for him. I hope he goes a long way, but I think it's trying to find a mentor, someone who can help. I mean, I'm fortunate. Uh, I've got a young man working with me at Our Lady of Peace who really wanted to get into coaching. And, you know, I, I think most coaches, 
who've been in the game, you know, want to bring young coaches in. So it's trying to find a mentor, trying to find a place that maybe, you know, you can learn more about coaching in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to say, as we end this episode, thank you for being that mentor for me. You know, even when I did a little bit of coaching with MYAA, I always thought, what would Coach Majeski do in this situation? What would what would he be screaming at me right now? Like if he was on the sidelines or something, you know? <laughs> well, you know, the beauty of, you know, the, the I guess, that, and this from a standpoint of, you know, being buddies and things like mm-hmm. that. I think, you know, the, 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 the end result is I've, I've met a lot of great people. I've made a lot of great friends over the years. And, you know, even though I don't always, you know, agree with people and people don't always agree with me, you know what, there's a mutual respect. And, and I think mm-hmm. you know, that's the beauty of the, of a team sport and a sport in, in general is you get to make great people like yourself, Nick. And, you know, without basketball, I would have never got to know Nick uh, Sorensen. So, you know, definitely been a big part of uh, my life and hopefully for many more years to come. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, coach, thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on buddy cast. It was great catching up with you. You offered some great words of wisdom to our buddies out there. And before we end this episode, I just have one favor to ask you. Whatever you do today, please go be someone's buddy. Sounds like a plan. All righty. For all my buddies out there, this is my old basketball coach, Coach Mark Majeski. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. This has been another episode of BuddyCast, and we'll see you next time here on everybody's favorite show. When the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats no, Don't be none it could make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats Hey, buddies! You thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, You have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.